Hello, hello, this is Connor with my very scratchy throat and I'm committing throat suicide just to record this short message at the start with a little Iron Fist public service announcement, maybe, I don't know, and my thoughts on the issue while I'm here. I like the issue, it was entertaining, and the art was good. I don't think it was anything amazing, but I enjoyed it more than a few of the other issues in the current run, that's for certain. Now, the title of this this issue is Trouble in Paradise, but it's never mentioned in the actual book, so I thought I would mention it here. And I should also mention that the front cover of Luke Punching Through Alias Investigations and the Marvel official synopsis for the issue, which I'll read out now, is Trouble in Paradise. Jessica Jones left and took Danielle with her. Luke is not taking it well. Danny wants to be there for his friend, but he's got issues of his own. Double, double, toil and trouble are brewing. Um, in, yeah. So, the Jessica Jones taking Danielle, nothing to do with this issue. It's mentioned, like, once. If you're buying this issue, looking for that sort of drama, you're not going to find it. It is an egregious lie. And... Yeah, so, yeah, the cover and the synopsis are pretty much straight up lying. There is it's just one of the more bizarre occurrences, but I just thought I would point that out because I feel since we are kind of reviewing these, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that this issue is about the continuing story of the past few issues, none of that Jessica Jones stuff. But if you do want to read about the... Jessica Jones taking Danielle and running from Luke or whatever's going on there. I haven't read it. Uh, you can read the Jessica Jones ongoing that's currently on sale. So I'm sure Rebecca will elaborate on that though. So here is Rebecca. Tell me though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hi and welcome to the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Um, you may be guessing why I'm doing the introduction, it's Rebecca here. Uh, Connor's sick and Carl's still not available. But we didn't want to leave you for too many weeks without uh, any content, so you get me on my own, not discussing how cute Danny is and where you can find his uh, most topless uh, appearances in comics, so that was an option. Um, I'm going to talk about Power Man and Iron Fist number 13. Because um, we're a little behind with the, we don't get too far behind with the new comics as we go back to the old ones. Me and Connor, when we can get together, will finish the Iron Fist storyline with his team ups with Spider-Man. Um, so let's see, has there been any news? First of all, as of today, when I'm recording right this minute, uh, we are four weeks away from the TV show dropping on Netflix. We'll be in our third episode. Those who are chain watching it, um, so that's kind of cool. Um, what else? Yeah, that's it. There's not been a lot of news. Um, the first pictures of, um, the Defenders in the new Defenders comic that's out in June have hit the internet, but it's really just one picture. And you can see Danny hitting the ground, and you can see the nice effects for the Iron Fist. That's literally all you can see. Um, tracksuit top, bandana across the eye, face mask thing. Um, but... Hey, 
as a picture. That's the that's what I'm saying. The only other news I can think of. We are going to hit lots more um, trailers and stuff for the TV show soon. And um, maybe we'll talk a bit about how we're planning on covering that. But anyway, let's go to Power Man and Iron Fist 13. Um, the cover has Luke smashing the window of Alias Investigations through, looking very angry. This is now starting to sink in with the Jessica Jones series that Brian Bendis has just started writing. I think they're like five issues in, something like that, four or five issues in. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. It's going to spoil some of what happens there. But only this is from like Jessica Jones issue one, so that shows how kind of out of sync it is, really. Um, and we go to the cover page, um, and the summary we're back to Alex Wilder. Alex Wilder has left hell for Harlem to re establish the pride, a once powerful crime family who've just been cast in The Runaways uh, for TV. <laughs> he was using Agnitus, the magical software that creates and destroys criminal records. Uh, to build a network of people who owed him for raising their rap sheets. Uh, Luke and Danny have been helping Wilder's victims, they've disabled Agnitus, and Danny was even arrested while trying to protect them from unjust persecution, not realising who was behind everything. But Wilder's run tombstone ended in failure, flames and death. He became desperate, just as Power Man and Iron Fist are closing in. We have David Walker writing, different artists this time, Elmo Bondock, John Roach, uh, colour artist, Letterer, VCs Kate and Cal, Sanford Green did the front cover, uh, and I'm not going to go through all the um, editors and publishers and producers, you know who they are. Um, um, when I'm not going to read through the whole issue, I'll, I'll just tell you that's a slight different way of my style. Um, I'll just try and give you a vague sense of what's going on. Um, it starts off one week ago, give or take a few days, so we're, we're not working in absolutes here. Um, there's Mariah having a chat with Dontrell. Um, saying, look, we know everything went wrong with this big battle, um, but now we have to move on to plan B. Um, well, I think that's Alex talking to her, maybe. Who knows? Um, but anyway, Mariah stops Don Charles running away from whatever this meeting is. He says he's got a bad feeling about it. He goes, I don't usually like to turn my back on mayhem and murder, but something feels off, and I can't be part of this. Alex is a cool kid, and he's done a lot for us. But this war with Tombstone, that comes as a cost. A cost is going to be blood from people we used to call family. And Mariah's like, really? You're going to walk away from the chance to be more than you've ever been before? And she goes, Alex may be a kid, but he's more of a man than your sorry ass will ever be. So they're having light words. Um, and she's wearing an incredibly psychedelic dress. It looks like it's come straight out of the 70s. Lots of flower power, and uh, it looks it looks slightly weird on her, but it's kind of nice to see a pop of colour, because the rest of the colours are all quite um, sepia and dark and browns. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got this bright dress with like blues and greens and yellows on it. So Don Charles goes, and then we get a little voiceover thing saying, we're here to say goodbye to the dear departed. So we can tell the next thing we're going to is a week later, give or take a few days, and it's Piranha's funeral. Um, and you've got Cottonmouth there giving a, a eulogy. Um, and then he sort of notices Luke's there. And it's like, what the hell are you doing here, Cage? And, you know, Luke's like, well, look, it's the code of the street, Cornell. Funerals and memorials are neutral territory. No beef, no drama. Doesn't matter what side you're on. You're just paying respect to the departed. You know, he wants to give his respect to, to, um, to Piranha, which is nice. Um, and, you know, 
Cornell's like, okay, word, I admire a man who honours his enemies. Says a lot about you after all you've been through with Parada. But he notices that Lonnie's not here. Um, and also Luke says, well, you know, I'm not just here to pay my respects. I'm also here to give you a bit of advice, man to man. He goes, I know Alex Wilder used that device of his to raise your record. And if I was you, I'd leave town for a while. Lonnie's on the warpath. Alex is reckless. And, and Cornell's like, sounds like you're telling me what to do. And he's like, no, I'm not. But look around you. Alex isn't here. Your best friend's dead. Lonnie's planning to kill everyone that crossed him. And he said, I don't want to see you dead any more than I wanted to see Piranha dead. I'll deal with Tombstone. You go get your hands dirty someplace else. And it's one less body to bury. So, you know, I think Luke's doing quite nicely. And this is, this, the, the funeral pages, the colours change. So before it was all a little bit sepia in the background. Now we have pure white backgrounds. Um, the panels are a little bit out of sync. So instead of being like very clean breaks, there's like a, a panel that sticks out and has got a blue uh, turquoise border rather than the others have got white. And on the next page, there's two with the turquoise border. Um, it's quite nice. I don't think I've seen something like that before. And it's quite clean. Um, and so far, so good with the art. I quite like it. I mean... It's not the best art I've seen in comics, but it's 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 in the Sanford Green style, but slightly more realistic, uh, sort of photorealistic. But then, <laughs> then we go to a meanwhile at Heroes for Hire HQ, uh, and we're obviously going to Danny, who does not look good, and I'm talking art-wise, not Danny-wise. And Gadget's talking to him, and he said he's been doing some hacking, and he's found everything he can about Alex Wilder. And then he realises Danny's just not listening to him. Um, and he's like, well, I finally dug something up. And like, Danny's like, look, all I need to know about Alex Wilder is how to stop him. He started a gang war trying to muscle in on Tombstone's operation. And people are dead because of him. He goes, tell me, Gadget, do I really need to know more about Alex Wilder than that? And then we switch to Elsewhere. And it is Carlos... Uh, who, if you remember, he's the one that asked Danny to help him go straight and then went straight to go work for Alex. So he's now with the police. And he's like, I don't know what more you want from me. And there's two police. Uh, everything you know about Alex Wilder's operation, Carlos is one of them. And we're in a kind of interrogation room. And, it, and again, from the funeral, we've kind of carried over that style of art. So you've got like a white page background, the art panels... There's like four horizontal panels, two vertical panels. The vertical panels are surrounded by, in this case, it's more of a sand colour. Um, whereas the horizontal ones are in black and they're not the same size. So it's quite a dynamic panel layout compared to sort of some of the very fixed sort of six, nine panel things. So Carlos is saying he's done everything. It's getting too dangerous. And the detective's saying, tell us what happened in Harlem, Carlos. There's a big mess up there, lots of dead bodies. And Carlos says, so this kid, Alex, who you, who you forced me to work for, because obviously the police had told him to go undercover, he's moving to take over everything uptown. Tombstone ain't having it. Irresistible force meets immovable object. And the other detective says, so what have you learned about Alex's operation? Carlos is like, look, I already told you. I, I don't see much. I'm only hired muscle. I'm not very good. And then and the detectives are being like, you know, shitty detectives and sort of saying, do you want to stay out of prison? Do you want to be reunited with your daughter? We're trying to help here. And Carlos is 
looking pretty, you know, disconsolate about all of this. He goes, look, Alex erased my record, all of it. He's got a program that can do it, or he did. You know, but he also says, Alex is mad. And I ain't looking to get killed. I'm just here to tell you I'm done. I'm through dealing with you guys. And God willing, I'll never see Alex Wilder again. Now we switch back to wherever Mariah, Alex, and uh, we've got Jenny Royce here are hanging out. There's a picture of Gen... There's, a lot of, there's some really cute background details. Um, there's a... I'm just going to... I'm just zooming in to have a look. There's a, a picture of Deadpool... Uh, Gwenpool, I would say. Could be Deadpool, but I think it's Gwenpool. Uh, there's a pizza box with one slicer. There's a laptop. There's lots of seeming action figures on the thing behind them. It's kind of cute. You've got Mariah in her cute dress. Jenny still looking punk style with her ripped jeans. And Alex is in the foreground in hoodie. And he's like, he's being a bit of a mopey teen here. <laughs> Saying things are totally falling apart, Mariah. Had it all planned out. Half the crew's dead, thanks to Tombstone. Mariah's like, listen, A-Wild. Because she seems to like her name for him. you got a good thing going here. And things are not as bad as you think. Tombstone plays for keeps and lately seems he's got Powerman and Iron Fist in his corner, which makes him even more difficult. Trust me, me and Jenny, we know that firsthand. But you can turn this around. And like Alex is like, but half the crew's dead and the other half are running scared. Mariah's like, you don't need them. Um, you got the brains, and I don't know how, but you've also got the muscle. <laughs> I saw the way you uh, whooped some Tombstone, but you've also got magic, and no one's got as much as you. And he's like, just true, totally true. And Mariah's like, the, the magic's the ticket, eh, Wiles? Get a handle on that, use it to your advantage. And then she starts telling him about street magic, and that's where the real power, power is. And, like, Jenny has, you know, is getting a bit worried now. She's like, Mariah. And uh, Mariah's got a real evil look to her face, big grin, and says, not now, Jenny. I'm telling him how he can be unstoppable. And then... We switch, we're back to Heroes to Hire. There's a police car outside, and you just see from outside, is this an interrogation? I've got to be honest, it feels like an interrogation. And uh, the other person's saying, why do I get the feeling my lawyer needs to be here? And then, so you've got the detectives who were talking to Carlos before, but now they're interrogating Danny and Luke, but at the Heroes to Hire, Heroes for Hire headquarters. And they're saying, look, it's not an interrogation, but you have to admit you've been involved in some pretty heavy action um, the, the last few days. And Luke's like, look, we gave a statement at the scene and two follow-up interviews. That's three times we've gone on record about what happened. And that's with the big explosion and the tombstone fight. Um, and the detective goes, you seem pretty casual for someone mixed up in as much trouble as you are. Um, and things are starting getting tense. Danny is in costume again, which he hasn't been um, earlier in the issue. He's just in like a sort of t-shirt and stuff. Now he's in the, what looks like a purple tracksuit with the yellow dragon and, and yellow stripes. Luke's in a nice lime green shirt. Slightly lighter than lime green. Um, detectives look like they're still in uniform. Um, and yeah, and things are starting to get tense. But, you know, Danny and Luke are starting to not really want to be questioned. And the detectives are asking kind of dumb questions. They start mentioning what happened at Rikers. Danny's like, if you want to talk about Rikers, we need to get the lawyers. Um, and Luke's trying to calm him down. And then they they move on. So this is where we get the slight pointers for what's happening in Jessica Jones at the moment. 
Um, we understand your wife left you, Mr. Cage. Does that have anything to do with your involvement in what happened at Rikers? How about the violence? Is that why she left to get away from all of this? So now Luke starts to lose it. And Danny's in the one, like, saying, calm down, Luke. He's just trying to get on your nerves. And, and Danny's like, look, we're done. Next time you want to talk about anything, contact our lawyers. And the detectives are like, yeah, that could have gone better. Um, like, uh, and then you see um, Carlos uh, with Danny and Luke like, Phew, I'm glad that's over. And um, Gadget saying, hey, there's someone here to see you. And it's Carlos. <laughs> Danny's like, what the hell are you doing here? Luke's like, this day just keeps better, getting better and better. Obviously, Danny's taken off his mask at this point. Um, so then we go back into the room they were being interrogated in, but this time you have Danny and Luke on the other side, which is quite clever, and then and Carlos on the other. So they're not interrogating him. And the panels have changed again. Now we're back to just horizontal. So like the page before had the horizontal with the the pop-out ones in sand, and now we're back to much more normal horizontal. And like Danny's like, look, Carlos, you could have told us what was going on, you know, and they're, they're having a little chat. And then at the end, like Danny's like, well, what do you want from us? He does a proper grumpy. He's got a real pout on. Uh, and Carlos is like, I want you to stop Alex Wilder. He's the reason for all our problems. And I'm here to tell you everything I know. And then I'm getting on with my life. So then we go to another area, which is Signor Magico's Magic Shop. This is all in blues and sort of uh uh sort of wine colored it's all so it's, it's quite nice we've got bright blues like going right from light blue through turquoise to dark blue to signor magico's cloak is almost purple and then on the other side all these reds so um you know signor magico is saying can i help you with something amigo and turns around there's alex in his sort of street gear with his hands are glowing glowing blue and he's like you can totally help me word on the street is you know how to get your hands on the super soul stone not to mention a few other specialty items um senor magico looks a bit scared but says you're not going to get anything except taste of my powers and they go at each other um both with the hands out both with the sort of blue glowy stuff uh and uh and then the action moves straight away to back to Luke and Danny. And he's like, should we tell the others what we're going to do? Luke's like, no. We're talking about a lot of guys with anger issues looking to settle scores. And while we might benefit from the extra muscle, we don't need any extra rage. Because between the two of us, we've got enough pent-up anger and hostility for this kid. No need to add fuel to the fire. And Danny's not really paying attention to him. He's kind of like looking in the air. Like hand in his hand on his chin, and Luke's carrying on talking. You know, uh, Alex got some kind of magical powers. We need to get ourselves some protect protection. Uh, let's go see Senor Magico because he'll know how to protect us. And he suddenly notices Daddy's not really pay paying attention. It's like, hey, wrapping him on his fist. You heard a word I said, and they look at each other. And then Luke, Danny just goes, Luke, I'm sorry, man. And Luke doesn't know what he's talking about because who does? And Danny's like, it's all my fault, not just this. I'm talking everything that's happened since we got back together. I wanted to make things they were they were before. You've got your family. Misty and I are over. Here, cue the, the cheers from Connor. Uh, and the tears from me. I know that, but it still stings. I 
I was, I don't know how to say it. I was scared of being alone, Danny said. I didn't want to go back to being the alienated kid in Kunlun with no real friends or family. So what did I do? I dragged you into my loneliness. I used you to try and make myself feel complete. Look at where my fear and weakness led, led us. And then in a really nice orangey-red panel that, that spans the entire page and background, they do the whole little, these are the arcs. We had Jenny and Black Mariah and Tombstone, the Riker stuff, the gang war in Harlem, and now. And he's like, well, Jessica's left you. None of that would have happened if we hadn't got back together again. And there's some panels of just the two of them looking at each other. And Luke's like, have you finished? And he goes, I think we'll need some kind of magic protection before we go. Um, Senor Magico can look us up. And he, and he grabs Danny by the shoulder. And he's like, then we do what we do best. We kick ass and put bad guys out of business together. Ah. Elsewhere, we're back to Tombstone and his two skull friends. Uh, haven't seen you in a long time, Lonnie, someone's saying to him. Uh, like, you must uh, be in a really bad way if you want my help. And, he's like, uh, and Lonnie's like, oh, you finished gloating, and blah, blah, blah. They start talking to Alex Wilder. I want to know everything I, need, I can about him, how to take him out. And the other guy who is Samuel Barone, a.k.a. Black Talon, and is sitting in a kind of chair made of bones, is saying, what, what, do, you, what do you know about Alex Wilder? Um, he tells Lonnie he's dangerous, Lonnie. Dangerous and reckless. It's a good thing you came to me, and I can help you. So they're doing that deal. So there's a lot going on in this issue, okay? And now we are at Senor Magico's again. But everything's different. And there's Luke and Danny in the door. Full costume again for Danny. Um, and the place is absolutely wrecked. Senor Magico's in a massive pile of rubble. And Danny's like, but what happened? And Senor Magico's tried to fight him. And they hear that Alex has been there to fight him. He wanted to uh, gain access to the sacred vaults of the astral plane. And Danny's like, wait, when you mean street magic tools, you mean the super soul stone, right? And Signor Magico drops the bombshell that the super soul is just one of many tools. Uh, Luke's looking a little bit worried and says, so how many of the tools did Alex get his hand on? Um, and Danny's like, look, I, didn't, I know I didn't even know that street magic existed until recently. And he's like, what are we dealing with? So um, Signor Magico is like, Alex is a powerful magician, but his arrogance is reckless. I don't think he even knows the power he um, wields. There's a reason street magic is rarely practiced. It's rough, raw, and unpredictable, and it can't be mastered. And we switch back to Alex, and he's doubled over in pain, holding his stomach, saying, It hurts, it hurts. Mariah's saying, What's wrong? Then we're back to Senor Magico. And Luke's saying, It's worse than I thought. Um... And Danny's like, well, I've held my own against forces from mystic realms before. And Luke's like, it's not the same thing. So, and he asks Senor Magico if they've got anything to help defend him from them. Then we go back to Alex, and he's got a full-on alien moment going on here, but it looks like a demon is coming out of his stomach, ripping his hoodie. And he's just going, no! Well, then back to Senor Magico, and he says it will require years of training to fight what Alex is becoming, but I can give you this protection potion. And Alec, back to Alex, he's killed over in pain. Back to Danny and Luke. Um, Danny's like, we have to drink this, it smells like dragon piss. And Luke's like, uh, how do you know what dragon piss smells like? You'd kind of think he'd know. 
like why Danny might have a knowledge what dragons anything might smell like. But anyway, we can. Uh, that's something to think about. But it's just a little throwaway line, and it's quite funny. So why not? Um, Senor Madica saying the elixir comes from Quetzalcoatl, the Aztec god. Um, it's the most powerful of protection potions. And then we go back to Alex, the um, demon's coming out of him again, but more. So it's down to like waist level of demon. It's coming out of him. The demon's got yellow eyes, um, lots of spines. Alex has got yellow eyes. The teeth are the same kind of light blue colour. Luke and Danny drink their protection potion. And uh, Mariah's looking delighted at what's happening to Alex Wilder. She's like going, you're like a butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Jenny looks terrified. And then we are back with Magico. And he says, like, I hope it's enough to protect you, but I'll be fighting by your side anyway. And he goes, you'll not face your enemy alone. And then we're full on backs to Alex Wilder. And he now appears to be a demon. Full on pentacle, penta, pentagram on the chest, lots of brimstone and fire, ripped clothes, big buff guy. No, um, and he's saying, No, you're not in control, I'm in control. Jenny is, This is wrong. While Mariah, still delighted, is saying, It couldn't be more right. Um, and then Alex Demon, and you can still, it's still got Alex's hair and stuff. He goes, Okay, let's totally tear this town apart. And that's where that one ends. Um, I haven't read the letters. I can't really go through them. So what can I say about this? I think there was a hell of a lot going on in this. Between all the little strands coming together. It seems almost a little bit rushed. Um, and the reference to what's like going on in Jessica Jones. Um, it doesn't affect the plot in any way. I mean, that's what's going on in Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica's left Luke. Um, if you want to know more about it, read more about just read more of Jessica Jones. It's uh, by issue four and five. A lot more is explained about what actually happened, and it starts off with the reader being just as confused and Luke being just as confused. But it's it's almost like the they were told to write something in that connected it with this because you know nothing else has cropped up in the Power Man Nine Fist Run that's affected this. So that's a little throwaway thing. I quite like the art, as you may have gathered, since I've talked about it a little bit more than I might normally. Um, it's a nice change of pace. I mean, there's bits I don't like. I don't particularly like how he draws Danny, which obviously, as an Iron Fist podcast, um, is a little bit, you know, disappointing. But everyth I think everything else is great. So maybe that's just his take on Danny. Um, uh, I like how the panels are laid out. I think it's quite an interesting issue. But there's, there really is a lot going on because they're basically putting everyone, like, is getting ready now for whatever becomes the final showdown. Because, you know, we know Power Man and Iron Fist is coming to an end in April. We've not got too many more issues to go. And presumably they want to give us a, a reasonable ending to the story, if not necessarily one we like. Um, <laughs> so... I was a little bit confused about the purple tracksuit for Danny. Looks nice, but concerned that my school colours were purple and gold. So it's a little flashback for me there. Um, but there's yeah, there's a lot of action in here, and it's not 
that hard to get a little bit confused about it. Certainly not the most clear of comics. Um, but I prefer it to last week's. So like I said, I mean to last month. Like I said last month's was very much felt like a, not a filler because it's like it's hard to have a filler one where there's actual action, but as if they knew when they wanted to end it. And this was one that was just it was slightly a delay, but things were moving forward. But they weren't the interesting things. Now I feel more like we're getting to the interesting things, um, but they're trying very fast to put all the pieces in place at the same time. Um, and I'm not sure I have very much more to say about it. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what happens with Alex Wilder. I do like The Runaways. I like him a lot. Um, very interested to see how that TV show does. Um, and obviously, you know, we've got Iron Fist coming. So, um, excited about that. But I think I am going to keep this short-ish and sweet. And who knows if I come back again and do another one on my own, it will probably be it probably will be a wacky comic from the past. But um, Connor really wanted us to keep up to date with the comics that were coming out, so I apologise for the lack of conversation about it, the lack of arguing, the lack of banter over whether Misty and Danny are meant to be or not. Uh, imagine all of those happening. Um, I think you know by now all of our stances on it, and hopefully the next time you hear us. It'll be us talking about um, the Spider-Man team. All right, take care, everyone, and thank you for listening. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney, and any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts. Send us anything you want, really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, and if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon with hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there's our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Emerald Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there. If you rate us less than five stars, well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissoff for the theme song at the start. And thanks. <laughs>